Blog Talk what? Radio. And there we go. What's going on? Good morning, guy here. It's spring, finally. <laughs> How much have we been dying on this one, huh? Well, we don't have to worry about that. We just got to worry about a little bit of a, I don't know, tornado in the middle of the United States or some bad uh, problem in Japan or one-year anniversary of BP. And, you know, all this is about energy and about power to your home, about things that we can do for ourselves if we uh, have to worry about, I don't know, worrying about trying to get the answers from a government and we'd be in a lot of trouble, people. Seriously, you got to do it one day at a time. And more importantly, you got to do it, in my case, <laughs> Long green Google guide book at a time. No, I'm just playing with you. You don't even know what I'm saying. No, I'm trying to do my thing to help you guys here, and that's what it's all about. You know, at the Green Living Guy Show, take it one step at a time, one person at a time, one uh, segment at a time. And today's topic is going to be about something near and dear to my heart, but uh, more importantly, it's about being car free. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I have taken a car free pledge myself and I'm in the middle of a car free pledge. But at the same time, I'm going to do something else too. Right? Um, I take alternative forms of transportation because that's really what it's all about taking. Alternative fuels and alternative forms of transport because if we uh, keep at this pace, folks, uh, we're going to be in some serious poo-poo-poo-choo when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, our energy problems. And that's why, you know, like I always say, one small step at a time, one person at a time. And here we got the guy who is Mr. One Step at a Time, Boaz Frankel, from a TV show called uh, on Halogen TV, Young Road Trip. Are you there, Boaz? Hey, can you hear me? There he is. Of course he's there. What's going on, Boaz? So well, we're talking about, you know, you, oh, come on. My pleasure, bro. You, you're, you're the one that's got a message to uh, convey, you know. Uh, you uh, seem to have come across the country in a very unconventional way. However, for me, a little bit more conventional at the beginning because you did take train. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is that's true. Power. I did. So, uh you know, and I talked about in my book, Build Your Own Electric Vehicle, about electric transport. So uh, I'm glad that you did that. And then over time, you uh, got into really unconventional methods of uh, transport to show people, I guess, uh, what's up. But, I mean, really where, where I want people to know, how did it all start for you, boys? <laughs> well, it, I guess. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and so that's sort of already a place where people um, are getting around the city in a lot of different ways. Uh, I don't know, have you been out here before? I have not. I have not, but I know people in Portland, and I know that there are alternative forms of transport there. Am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to make it out here, first of all. But, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I would definitely, you know, I never... I never had a car growing up. I didn't, you know, I sort of finally got my license just because it was embarrassing not to have it when I was, I think, 24. But 
generally I would bike uh, around town, I'd walk. There's these great network of urban walking trails. There are bike lanes. There's the Max light rail. There are streetcars now that we even have an aerial tram. So there are really so many options. So, okay. <laughs> what was that? Go ahead. I said, you said streetcars, and I said name desire. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, so our again, light rail has a name. You've got lots of forms. I don't know if streetcar has a name. No, I'm just kidding. It's easy. Never mind. Uh, yeah. The point <laughs> is that, that, that you took, you've got in Portland already alternative forms of transport. I mean, I've been to San, San Francisco. I've been to L.A., which is not much of a transport. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, far, even, but, uh, you know, New York has, has you know, the, one uh, of the we best networks over there. System. Yeah, we've got a great subway system. There's no way yeah, I mean, that we don't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I live in New York for six that, years, yeah. so yeah, so I know that uh, well. Okay, based on on those forms of transport, though, is when you started getting really into other things. So, how did you though decide you're going to crisscross country, you know, around the country? How'd that happen? Well, I I was sort of used to getting around in different ways in Portland, but I, I'd also taken some great normal road trips you know, in cars before when I had sort of moved cross-country with a friend. And so I was just thinking about, well, how can I combine all this stuff, sort of this patchwork of getting around in different ways with the road trip? And so uh, I just started thinking about whether I could, you know, get around the whole U.S. using everything but a car, and really everything but a car. Yeah, we know about that, though. <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, I, you know sort of once you get an idea in your head, yeah, once you get an idea in your head, you keep noticing sort of new things everywhere. And so, you know, I right. think there was like a blog post on Tree Hugger that had like, oh, the 10 craziest modes of transportation. And then, you know, I'd read something here, see it on TV, and I started keeping notes of all those things. Yeah, no, and eventually, uh, yeah, I mean, Tree Hugger definitely has those uh, alternative forms of transport list on their site. So I guess for you, you're like, hey, let's try it out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was like my my first stop for researching, and I just started the well, Google hey, Map and putting all those things out there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That is that that's that's fantastic stuff. I mean, it's like uh, you utilized what a lot of people in the green community are now are doing, which is just going online to these awesome resources and saying, "Hey, I want to go green. I don't know how. Where do I go?" And you said. I'm going to go cross-country. So yeah, you've exactly. got all these forms of transport. You you are into it. You're doing, you know, figuring out all these alternative forms. But then once again, you go cross-country. So talk, talk yeah, a little bit more good. about the whole uh, Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, I started planning it about nine months before and just started sort of sketching out the plan, because it's tough because there's not, you know, just to get one thing to connect to the next. That was really the tricky part. You know, it's easy to find a list of cool things, but to find a place where you can, you know, get off a, you know, kayak and then get right onto a bike there, you know, have that waiting for you somewhere where you can then hop onto a horse, somewhere where you can, you know, um, grab a pneumatic pogo stick. You sort of have to line all these things up, you know, like a giant do- dominoes across the country. Yeah. I mean that must that that does take some planning to say the least. So the tricky imagine. thing was, so. you know, I want to rent bikes, but I'm not going to go back there. So I had to sort of find a way to rent bikes and not return them. You know, that was the other. That was the uh, other. Wow. You're, you're not a filch. 
so that was a double whammy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'm not a guy who does this on the regular. What do I do? Yeah, so, you know, it must have been a challenge. Wow. Yeah, oh, it definitely was a challenge and took a lot of phone calls and emailing, but um, I, I really barely got sort of stuck in the lurch ever. There were a few sort of close calls where I barely got it together, but but in the end, it generally went pretty smoothly, you know, except for some storms kept me from sailing up the Florida coast. That was a that was a little rough, yeah. and I had some some rough bike rides. But other than that, it, it was really amazing, and I met so many cool people, and so many of these people had built these vehicles themselves. You know, there's, um, I don't know if you've heard of Bicycle Forest in Kitchener, Ontario, but this guy, well, say, Brad Curry, has built all these life. crazy bikes. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I checked that bike out. I saw that once, actually, on the Today Show, so I, I kind of in, indirectly saw you without knowing I was, you know, one of those kind oh, of things. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've seen it on there in a quick, like, maybe three-second three vignette or something like that of a wide right. variety of shows or funny things. But I, I never knew, okay, this is the Boaz Frankel show. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Boaz Frankel deal. That's something to talk about, you know. So um, that is one weird bike, bro. But it is definitely a party bike, I guess. We're having a fun, you know, very social biking experience to yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are so many a range of things people have built in their garage. Like nine people. <laughs> you know, I'm just telling the fans here. This, this bike's got like about, you can, what, how many people bikes on it? Nine people? This is the, the pedal tub? Yeah. <laughs> the pedal tub, yeah, where they have a keg on there and they're sort of all sitting around a bar pedaling. I think it's even like a dozen. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's big, and I just, I was uh, just like, it costs huh? a lot for a jersey. So it I just started joined a birthday party already going on. It really has got to be. I mean, I remember watching it, and it was like, huh? <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's if, you're, it's wild. if you're college or or just in general having a good old time, that's one heck of a way to get around town. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, no question. It's the best way to get around town. <laughs> So now, from all of this, you planned your trip. Mm-hmm. You got it all together. Now you're a producer by trade. Yeah, I've done like TV and video production. Yeah. Um, Although I, okay. I didn't know it was going to be a TV show when I started the trip. Originally, it was just like I thought this would be a neat multimedia project, documented online, post online videos, and the TV show came along, um, you know, a while afterwards. Right. So did you collect get funding for it? How did you, you know, I mean, it does take resources to get the point a, from point A to point B. Yeah, well, so, number one, people were super generous. So, I mean, I only had to pay for housing, I think, three nights of the trip. Otherwise, hotels there. would hear about it just because I was, I was getting a fair amount of press, and they were like, well, come over and stay, you know, and they would give me a suite for the night. Or people would you know, give me rides in their boats or lend me their kayaks or lend, give me a ride on their horse or lend me their bikes. Um, so people were, first of all, amazingly generous. Uh, second of all, I did get a few sponsors who, who chipped in a little bit. Some some local Portland companies, Keen Footwear helped out, Columbia Sportswear, and um, guys like that helped out a little bit. So in the end, um, uh, I you know, I did still end up spending some money of my own, but, but once I got the TV show, then I was sort of able to pay off that. So in, in the end, I pretty much broke even on the trip. You broke even on the trip. 
Well, hey, yeah. you know, for how many days, for a serious thing like that. A serious, two and a half months. That ain't bad. <laughs> that ain't bad. No, that, it is, it you was know? the, you know, every day was sort of the adventure of a lifetime. So, yeah, it was amazing. It was a deal. Wow. Now, mind you, right now, I'm doing something in tribute of you. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm car free, as I was saying before. So, I am right now in... I mean, it is a car, but it's not mine. It's an Echo Cab. It's a hybrid. Oh. Drive it and get around town. Cool. So, you know, he picks it. Yeah, he's one of my good friends, Joe Ellis, Echo Cab. And no, he's not a sponsor, but he's EchoCabNY.com if anybody wants to check him out. And he's in, in Austin to be doing something like this, like he's doing it. It's pretty impressive feat. So he's getting successful by the day, and, you know, it shows how little businesses like this or, or things like this can create such interesting forms of transport around our world. Yeah. Right? You know? You know? Absolutely. I mean, and that's really what it's all about, doing it in as clean, green way as possible. I mean, he could have driven a regular, like most cab services around here do, like a Lincoln town car or something like that, but no, he chose, he chose a hybrid. And it wasn't because of the tax credits or anything like that. He knew he would make more profit by doing it. His gas goes up. Oh, that's great. He makes more money. (laughs) You know, it's by default, you know? Yeah. As gas price rises, he makes more money per trip net. Right. No, yeah, that's a great incentive to have. Yeah, but, I mean, you you exemplified it in a multi- I guess now, I mean, yes, you've been planned for this TV show, which was great, and, you know, you're, by creating this social experiment, generosity rained down on you, which I think is just a blessing in itself. Um, yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. I can imagine. I can but, only... You know, the thing that's interesting, because the thing that really struck me about the trip was when you're sort of traveling around, yes, you're, you know, not spending money on gas and... Um, you're, uh, you, you know, you're not polluting and all that stuff. But the, but the, once you get out of the car and once you're not driving around your community, you're, you know, you're sort of, I guess, when you are in a car, you're essentially driving around your community in a box. Yes. And there's just so little interaction, and so it's amazing what you notice when you get out of the car, even in the place you live. But certainly, when I was yes. traveling around the country, you know, yes. you sort of would pop into local businesses that you wouldn't have noticed otherwise, you know, or um, you <laughs> chat with people on the street. And and you notice that the cities that did have the good public transportation and a lot of pedestrians and um, bike lanes, you know, those were the cities that had vibrant downtowns and were a lot cleaner because people had more civic pride, so they weren't littering. That must have been the exciting part for you, just seeing all these little cities and and, and urban centers uh, and seeing how people car-free can do it. Yeah. And that it's not a bad thing. I mean, everybody in New York City must love being car free. I mean, you got subway transit, cabs, buses. You know, I don't know if you knew I was involved in New- when I worked for the state of New York with all those hybrid electric transit buses in Manhattan. Oh, cool. About 100 That's million awesome. worth of them. <laughs> yeah, about 100 million wow. worth of them. You know, there's probably more on there since I've been gone. But, you know, the point is is that uh, I did about up the, f- I did the first 100. <laughs> And we just okay, nice work. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, not hundred, you know, hundred million. I should say, of money. But it's, it, yeah, it's great to walk through and see that, you know, and to see how I've helped, uh, how 
each person can help contribute to sustainable transport. I did it in my way. You're doing it in your way through this show to say to people as gas prices are rising and they're, you know, it's not one of those great commodities you want to <laughs> think that everything's going to work out price-wise yeah. on. You know, you, 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 you want to start thinking of alternative forms of transport and just taking a step back and saying, in a funny way as well as in a real way, what else is out there beside the car? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think once you start going car-free and start looking at the stuff, you realize so many reasons to go car-free. I mean, first of all, you meet all these people who, you know, started commuting to work in different ways, and now they don't go to the gym anymore. You know, instead of hopping in your SUV and going to the gym in the morning, you know, they just bike to work, and then they've, they've got their workout on their way to work, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you see that a lot in, in urban centers, people biking around a lot and uh, and or walking or, or, or things like that. Um, and it can be challenging even in, in suburbs or in rural, rural, yeah, sorry, rural communities, but you squash that. <laughs> yeah, well, it, there certainly are places that, that, that were more challenging. Well, I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, there and, you, you, know, get, some, you know, like you get a, I guess to get across uh, from point A to point B, there's a lot more waterways around that way. So, like, you know, the Hudson River would be my way to go to New York right. if I could, besides taking the Hudson River line, which I can do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from where I live. I live in Westchester, so I, I tell everybody who's in New York City if they ever want to see me, just get like Billy Joel and, take you know, take a trip off the Hudson River line. You get into a New York cinema. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, you know, there's so many forms. I remember one time I did when I was at a a board uh, meeting for a company that I had um, to go to California, and I didn't have a car, and I intended not to have a car or rent a car mm-hmm. or do anything like that. I wanted to challenge myself. And you know what happened? I walked around communities that I wouldn't necessarily have walked around, and I found a person on the street with a plug-in electric car, like their own electric vehicle conversion. Uh-huh. And they had a little, they worked it out with the city, I guess the city of San Fran, where they got their own little 110 extension cord. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. The street, like right by their house for them to plug in. Oh, yeah, oh, that's amazing. And I, I was like, OMG. So I go into the house, I knock at the front door, and I told them about the book, and they heard about the book, and they said, yeah, and they gave me pictures and this and that and all cool. the information. And, it, you know, but would I have gotten that if I rented a car? No. No, definitely not. I never would have walked down that street. You know, and and oh, I hear a great you story. totally about what you're doing. You know, yeah, well, I, I I bet you've got millions of them like that. I can only imagine. Why don't you give us one, please, <laughs> for the fans out there? Give us one example of a uh, walking down the street one day and this happened to me uh, during this yeah, totally. excursion of yours. Oh gosh, I mean, there were times we were certainly riding around like lost. I remember I was in. Oh, I was in, like, Lodi, California, and then we see these guys driving by in a, an electric golf cart, and we hail them over, and they, like, you know, we hop in the back, and they uh, and they oh, wow. sort of help us find where we're going and are able to track down our next mode of transportation. So that, you know, stuff like that would happen all the time. Um, 
But in, and it's just I like, you know, sometimes the, the roughest days were really the most memorable. There was a day I was supposed to ride from Concord to Claremont, New Hampshire, which is around 50 miles. Originally, I was supposed to ride with this guy in a tandem bike. He's like a pretty avid cyclist. I was like, oh, this will be easy because it's all hills up there. It's, I, I don't know if you – I'm sure you've been up there, but it's super hilly in that part of New Hampshire. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then at the last minute, it falls through. So I'm sort of like stranded in – uh, Concord, and then I, I go to the bike shops, and improbably there is a bike race that weekend, and literally every single bike and all three bike shops in town are rented. Right. So I'm like, sort of. Mercy's law like, on ice. There you go. Okay. Right. Exactly. Going. It's just like all these bike shops don't have bikes. That just doesn't make any sense. So I talk to them. They're like, oh, there's a Salvation Ar- Army up the street. So I walk like three miles up to the Salvation Army. And they have three bikes. Two yeah. of them are kids' bikes, and one of them is like the rustiest Schwinn road bike I've ever seen in my life. So I buy that for 25 bucks, and I, I learn a few things as soon as I start riding it. One is that it's the first, you know, one of the tires is shot, and the other is that it's, it's so rusty that it's rusted in the hardest gear. Oh. So, so, so I take it to a bike oh. shop, and they can't do anything about the rust, but they at least give me a new inner tube. Um, oh, and then I... Well, you got to use I mean, that. Either that or you hit a rim, and that ain't fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> you no, I did that rim, for four miles so you, to the you bike need shop. a tire. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't <laughs> for the rim. You know, the, go for the tire. There you go. There you go. So, so the and, that, and the then, hill. oh boy. You know, people blow that. So you're going uphill. Yeah, <laughs> up and down hills. No I end up walking up a lot of the hills, and it takes, and it's, and I take some wrong turns, so it ends up taking, it's about a 60 mile ride walking up most of the hills by the end. and But, you know, I didn't know where I was going, and my iPhone wasn't working because I couldn't get reception there. So there's a guy at a gas station. He rips off, like, a corner of his map. So I have this little scrap of a map that I'm trying to follow, sort of, you know, biking along highways. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Now, that's something. That's that's an example there for you, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was radio, a, that was a day. Yeah, having a day. Having a day, wow! But you got through all this, and and now oh, you yeah. are uh, you, you sign up with Halogen after getting across mm-hmm. the country, ladies and gentlemen, gas car free, right? Yeah. And now you're with Halogen. You got this series, and I know it started up on Earth Day, correct? Yeah, that's right. It started yeah, just exactly a week ago. Okay. And, and we've got the second got... episode tonight, which is which is going through Los Angeles, which is a challenge without a car, as you can probably probably guess. Oh, that that's fun. Not Okay, guys, <laughs> you definitely want to check it out tonight on Allergen TV for this person here. They're going to try and get through L.A. without a car. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, it's a challenge. And, and at the end of this episode, I ride a camel. It, it's not already exciting enough. Yeah. Wow. So now you've got how many episodes? Ten? There, it's ten episodes. Yeah. Okay, so you're on to your ninth, um, and or you know nine more to go here, and uh, w- this can be seen on Halogen TV, right? Online yeah, or, either on, or on TV. On, it's at eight p.m. Okay. Or you can go online halogentv.com/unroadtrip. Okay, unroadtrip. I think I even got a link of the video streamer, the preview. Oh, on my uh, Green Living Guy website for you in the story I just oh, did awesome. about you. I'll write up another one, too, about the interview. But, uh, yeah, I got one up right now about 
uh, you know, the g- generic of what's going on, the list of the shows, of each of the shows, and then um, uh, the video. So people will get a really good idea today about uh, 12,000 miles without a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, uh, so you go through L.A., you get to that, and you got all these other shows. So what's the next one you got? Actually, I, I, actually I guess episode number three is one of my favorites. What was that? No, go ahead. You go first. No, oh, I'll I was going to say, episode number three is one of my favorites. I'm in Chicago, and there's sort of this underground vehicle building scene. So these guys have built all sorts of crazy devices. This wine bike, which sort of serves wine as it pedals. Uh, there's this guy who built this, like, bipedal device with blocks on, like, two legs. It looks like something out of Star Wars. So Chicago is a great this, Great stop. And then I go to D.C. and meet up with a stand of their own congressman. Did you, did, you ever, did you ever hear people while you're there going, the bears? Yeah. <laughs> like in that Saturday Night Live skip? Yeah, I mean, totally. Do they talk like that? No, like although I, I, should have, I should have seen if I could have ridden a bear in Chicago. That would have been something. That would have been a trip, man. If you That's got for season zoo, two. You never know. <laughs> to be for your edition, you know, your series two. Boy, yeah, exactly. Right yeah. The bear tell right into house and tell him you want to see it. <laughs> All right, well, hold on, I'll second. You ready? Hold on. <laughs> Halogen, I want to see Boaz on a bear, riding, down, walking down or riding down the Chicago streets in a, <laughs> on a bear. So you, here's your my my producing suggestion, right? Go to the Chicago Zoo. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a bear there. And see if that bear will ride, allow Boaz to ride on him. Sounds good? Well, All right. I've seen it before. Did you ever see Anchorman, that movie? There's a part with Steve Carell riding a grizzly bear at the end. Well, then if Steve Carell can do it, Boaz Frank can yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I can. Yeah, that. That's what's up. So, done. Done. Awesome. Allergen. You ready? Here we go. I'm going to bust. Nikki. <laughs> oh, Nikki, I want to see Boaz on a bear in Chicago. That's right. On Allison. Let's make it happen. And preferably, hey, and Nikki, preferably with me holding a camera or a microphone right next to Boaz as he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you can make both of those happen. That would be funky fresh, right? That would be pretty Yo, cool. That would be amazing. Uh, you must love it. I mean, you were on the Today Show, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. When I was in Stop by New York, I did the Today Show, rode around motorized cooler with Hoda and Kathy Lee. Hoda? And, with, okay, Hoda and Kathy Lee. That must have been quite mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It, that that show goes quickly. You know, they had me on for, I don't know, I think a two-and-a-half-minute segment. That's a long time. Yeah, I think on morning TV it is it is a long time, but it 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 flew by. I got my makeup done. Yeah, morning James TV Miller. is a long That time. was the highlight. That's awesome. That must be yeah. fun. Is <laughs> all can be. Were they riding in the bike too? No, you know I think they were wearing skirts that day, so they couldn't really. They were sort of limited well, with what they could do. But they chose not to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could have. <laughs> they chose not to. They chose wisely. Yeah, they took, the, they took the wisely. safe choice, maybe. It would have been one heck of, you would have gotten ratings through the roof, though. You know that. Yeah. 
<laughs> the ratings were blown through the roof, and Boaz Frank will be this international superstar right about now. Even though he is, you ever think of going while we're at it across Europe? Oh, man, I would love to, or I'd love to do one across Asia, because certainly I've always seen yeah. photos you see in Asia of, like, people who've rigged out these crazy bikes or scooters, you know, to carry 3,000 boxes. So I would love to check out some of that stuff that people have sort of modified themselves over there. It's like fishing villages. They have all these crazy rafts. And so I'd, I'd love to yeah. see stuff like that. I mean, in Europe, they got lots of waterways. you got Italy. They're good to go. Yeah, and they're know? just like all these great trainways and really fast trains and, um, you know, yeah. like all these Everything railroads and funiculars or whatever. Much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, most a lot of stuff over there is pretty far free. Yeah, I would, I would love to do it. I think it would probably be easier in some ways, and but there would be a, a whole new range of vehicles to check out. It's got to be. It's got to be. There's got to be more ranges, too. So that's why it would even be more interesting in some ways for some viewers, because then they're like, all right, what really are some practical, pragmatic ways that Europeans are getting around town or around country? Right. No, I would. I have a single form of transport. I mean, I love the pogo stick and all. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm joking. I said, you know, I love the pogo stick and all, but you know, (laughs) trying to get people to go cars. Right, you're probably not going to take the pogo stick tomorrow. Pretty, pretty pretty dry. It's great, though. I love it. (laughs) It's great. It's great. (laughs) It gets it out there. You know, people go, "What?" uh," And I know that's what you're trying to do, and that's awesome about it. Yeah. Sticking out like a sore thumb to make the point. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, so, yeah, maybe if you can, you can do some Europe, you know, I mean, I wonder if there's somebody out there that probably knows some of the easiest ways to get around Europe without even... Yeah, uh, if people have suggestions or if they know of vehicles or modes of transportation I missed, yeah, definitely get in touch, you know, they can... Um, get yeah. that to the I mean, website or that's a great idea. Yes, go to your website, or you can even go to mine, and I'll email you, Boaz. So people even go to my greenlivingguy.com and they go into the contact us, which a lot of people do lately. Um, I'll get it over to you. Yeah, we'll write up some I mean, suggestions. That's how I, I planned the first trip. It was mostly emails from people who had ideas. You know, I just started putting the word out there. And, so that's how the first right. trip happened. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love I to see more ideas and yeah. stuff I missed. That's a good idea. So anybody out there want an idea, now you know what to do. Don't just think about it. Don't just think about it. Get it out. Let it out. <laughs> tell Boaz and tell the Green Living guy. You know, let us know, and we'll we'll make sure. It gets on TV somehow, some way, because I want the I want Boaz on a bear. Steve Carell can do that. Come on, come on. Yeah, let's. That guy's we're, leaving the office. We're making history You're today. You're destroying the yeah. fun. You know? <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, good for you, man. And we'll definitely um, keep talking about these things. I mean, because what are some of the pragmatic ways besides train that you traveled across country? I mean, I know there's the outlandish ones, but sure. besides trains, well, I mean, what were some of the more practical? A lot of the, I mean, I think more practical stuff is I think electric bikes or something that um, that aren't yes. out there enough. Because I think that's sort of the, a lot of people are happy, you know, biking around, but they don't want to, like, get to work sweaty in the morning. So that, I think, solves 
one of the big Schmitzy, problems that you yeah. get. You, know, you, you don't want to be and, Yeah, exactly. And I and I think it used to mean electric bike used to mean like, oh, you're going to go up a hill, and it used to be like really hard to pedal, and now it's only sort of hard, you know, with yeah. the electric assist. But now there's a whole new, you know, line of electric bikes that really have some serious power. One of my favorites was the uh, Pi electric bike, which is in San Francisco, and it, it looks That's almost cool. like something out of MoMA. It has this, like, really cool arc in the middle, and all the whole battery and everything is, is uh, integrated into that structure. Yeah, yeah. And it was super yeah. I powerful. I mean, I would take bikes. it up hills. <laughs> what was that? I, I used to sell electric bikes. Oh, really? Yeah, in one of my previous businesses, I used to sell electric bikes. Oh, I know nice. how amazing they are. And, in fact, which you probably didn't know, I've got well, you know, I got these line of books that I'm an author, and one of them is actually through the Green Guru Guides, build your own electric bicycle. Oh, cool! Oh yeah, yeah. So I. But, I think, I, but also, yeah. MIT just developed this thing, and I think it's going to be to market soon. This green wheel. I think they changed the name since then, but it's essentially just an electric rear wheel that you can pop onto any bike and turn it into yeah. an electric bike. Which is brilliant. That's the way it should be. Yeah, totally. That's the way it should be. So I think that's a real well, answer. And also, yeah? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say also at MIT, they also are developing these all these share programs with these small electric yes, mopeds share programs, and these right. small electric um, cars. And so I think really that's the future. You know, there's all these share programs, a lot more bike lanes. Yeah, no, yeah, Hertz is doing a Hertz Connect thing where you can – pick up the car if need be, but don't own one kind of thing. Oh, you know? cool. I, yeah, I mean, so and they're doing a lot of electric. They're not just doing the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a Ford Focus or something. You know, they're trying to do hybrid or, or electric or plug-in hybrid. They're committed. Right. This is cool. But that, that's, that's great, you know, talking about car sharing programs. I did a station car program back in the day, too, which was great. So they, they're, it's important have these alternative forms of transport for you. Yeah, absolutely. So you did the electric car sharing thing, and what was another one that you like that is practical? We'll try and get three uh, or four, five out today. We'll do well, the top five. <laughs> the top five of most practical things? Most practical forms of alternative transportation. Okay, I would say electric bike was my was my favorite. Got it. That's up there. I'd certainly say these these sort of futuristic car and motorcycle shares they're talking about at MIT developing like that is really cool. And the cars are sort of crazy looking. They have um, every wheel is sort of on its own like little axis. There's no like drive shaft, so it's like you know the cars can spin. They go parallel park easily. They can fold up after they park to pick up less. Yes, yeah. it's pretty yeah. sweet. Um, and then I think you know I'm just a big a sucker for light rail in general. Light rail subway. Oh, come on. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an easy for that one. Yeah, yeah, because it's so pleasant. You know, I can't say that every bus system I've rid, I've ridden in the country has has been pleasant, but every light rail I've ever been on has been pleasant. Isn't it ironic? Yeah, it's, it's there's something it's very nice it's about weird. that. I think train travel is just classy. You know, <laughs> it's classy. Yeah, and and hey, you don't follow us. You know, and another great reason about it, you don't have to get the shake pat down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's true. So if anybody's thinking about why should I take 
light rail transport to get around. You're not right. going to have to walk through a radiating machine and then after that sometimes get held up by Frank. Right. <laughs> you also don't have to get to the train station two hours before you're, before you're trained. That's right. Yes, right. You know, and you get a nice seat. You're good to go. You're good to you go. You walk around. The bathrooms are roomier. So many, so many yeah. places. All that kind of stuff. So what's the well, let's see. You got there. What's the fourth? Uh, well, I would say this, you can't do this in all cities, but I would say use use our waterways. Waterways, yes. You know, I was able, you know, in Chicago they have a water taxi, but they're, you know, if you, you've got to live in the right place, but if you do, you know, if there'd be a, a nice brisk kayak to work in the morning would be pretty amazing. I would love it if I could do that. Right. I don't know if you could you could work it out in the Hudson. But maybe you know maybe if you lived in in um, Brooklyn, you could just sort of you know go over the uh, the East River and you then into Brooklyn into work. or you can. Um, I know on the upper west, on the Upper West Side they've got Hudson River Park, and they do kayaking. Oh yeah, I know that for a fact. Yeah, they have free kayaking down there. Uh, yeah. And the Southern, and like Hudson River and the. What is what is that park down there? But I remember they used to have free kayak. The River Park between 59th and Battery, and the Battery. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, on have, the west they used side. to have free kayaking down there. So I would say that's that's something that's um, I recommend. Let's see what else. On the final fifth. <laughs> I know it's tough, but we're going to make a good story. So the so the, the final fifth would be. Well, I'd say let's just let's end really simply. I would say just I'd say walking is the way to go. Walkable cities. It's the the old favorite, the oldest mode of transportation, and I, I think still my favorite is walking. Is that too lame? Oh, Seth, you there? <laughs> 